Какой Welcome to The Rank with John and Zach. I'm John. I'm Zach. We've been friends since Cub Scouts, and now 30 years later, we decided to start a podcast where we'll be ranking anything and everything. You know, the natural progression of events for millennials. You're probably wondering what credentials we have to rank anything. Well, we don't have any. And if you disagree, join the discussion at The Rank Podcast on Twitter or X, threads, Instagram, and TikTok on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com or at our email address, uh, therankwithjohnandzach at protonmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at The Rank Podcast. That's patreon.com slash The Rank Podcast. And you can check out clips or full episodes on our YouTube channel, The Rank with John and Zach. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe so we can keep this thing going. Stallone was two years older. So. I think all of them were two years older. No, just Stallone. Okay. <laughs> I need to know Jason Statham's secret. He's like Fountain of Youth. Oi. I uh or is Oi a, an Australian thing? Oi is an Australian thing, isn't it? Oi is an Australian thing, but I, okay. I thought you said boy. No. That seems very Jason Statham to say. It, it does. Hold on. Fountain of youth, isn't it? <laughs> so I have to say that um the banter started off kind of weak, yeah. but then Jason Statham came and uh he rescued it. <laughs> Things were always better when Jason Statham comes. Just ask Rosie Hunt- Huntington Whitley. Is that his wife? Oh, yeah, dating? They're okay. married. They, if, if they're only dating, they've been dating for like a long, long time. So I think they're married. And remember, she's also a, an action movie star in our action movie. Well, actually, I guess it was Best Picture series that she was in because she was in Mad Max Fury Road. Speaking of which, I've been getting ads for Furiosa. I haven't watched the trailer yet because I actually kind of want to. Like, I want to like actually watch it, not just Furiosa. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I haven't seen the, I haven't seen any ads for it, but I also obviously want to see it. I also think it would be fun to re-rank Mad Max Fury Road as an action movie. As an action movie. movie. Yeah. I, I think it might do better as an action movie because that movie is wall-to-wall action, which is not to say it's not good. I was gonna say, like you you say it might do better, like it didn't do well. You know, <laughs> yeah, actually it did very excellently. Well. Yeah. It's it's a lot better than a lot of those other movies. But uh yeah, I didn't realize that they weren't. I thought Charlize Theron was going to be in it, but Anya Taylor Joy is in it. Oh well, like that I get... must be because Charlize was like, "No thanks, I had enough." Yeah, well, Tom Hardy's not in it, so that's. Well, is uh, is Miller directing it? I believe so, or maybe he's just producing it. I don't know, but um, I think she's younger, so they went with a younger actor because they were like, "Oh, is it a prequel?" Yeah, I think it's a prequel, and also I think. Because isn't that just the way, you know? Charlize Theron does a great job in a in a movie that like did pretty well and got acclaim, and they're like, we're going with someone younger. Yeah, we're gonna go with someone younger and um, plays chess really well. Oh yeah, that's always what they do, isn't it? Uh huh. Oh, absolutely, always the chess. Who's the better chess player? That's the one we're gonna cast. That's soon. It's gonna be the rank with John and Gary Kasparov. 
Yeah, well, I think you're probably a better chess player than I am. I'm horrible at chess. By the way, that was a really dated reference. Can I really? Can I redo <laughs> that? Um, soon it's going to be the rank. Be the rank with Zach and Bobby Fisher. <laughs> okay, that's even more dated. <laughs> yeah, and also I think he's dead now. I can't remember. But what's the yeah. guy? Magnus Carlson. That's the guy. He's like the greatest chess player ever, and his brain is the size of Texas or something. I don't know. It's very confusing. I thought wasn't there something about some chess champion that was kind of cheating or something? Dude, hold on. Do you really want to get into this? Because it's awesome. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> it's the coolest. So Magnus Carlsen is the best chess player in the world by a lot. Um, uh -huh. He's, uh, what do you call it, um, Swedish or Norwegian or something? As the name Magnus Carlsen would probably yeah. <laughs> indicate. Scandinavian for sure. Yeah, he's like Dolph Lundgren, um, who's probably really good at chess, honestly. Yeah, probably. Um, Neiman? Neiman? What's his first name, though? Neiman Marcus? Yes, Neiman, Hans Neiman, which I know is kind of a whatever name, but he's American. Um, he's also a very good chess player, but he's been caught cheating online in the past. Chess players do a lot of playing online. Um, I think it's just, it's like a way you get your... How do you like, cheat? Well, you um, have another chess engine open, like on your screen. And you do the um, you input their moves as your moves, oh, and then you do whatever the computer does in return. Um, he got caught doing that a while ago, but he was young, whatever. In this one, um, it was really weird because he Neiman and uh, Magnus Carlson were playing, and Magnus Carlson resigned like in one move or something because he refused to go on because he was insisting that Neiman was cheating. I think just the particular moves that he was doing were like way too computer like or something. I assume you're good enough at chess, you can spot those sorts of things but everyone's like oh so how is he cheating though he's like it was a match they were sitting there together you know in front of everybody and the accusation is is that Hans Neiman was using a sex toy specifically an anal vibrator which was up his butt and he would have he had someone inputting it's like one of those ones you can control remotely and someone would input a number of buzzes for whatever the move the computer said he should do so it would like buzz, you know, wow. three times. It was maybe Morse code or something like that. Um, so he was getting anal buzzes, prostate stimulation, but also chest cheating. Now, and uh, this, this is just accusation, right? This is not. This has not been found to be true. No one looked up his butt to check if it was there, to my knowledge. At least, <laughs> at least not in the context of chess. Um, but was that what Magnus was saying? He's like, he's got a vibrator up his ass. Well, Magnus Carlsen was saying he's cheating, and I'm not going to say anything more about that. I think we all know how he did it, or something like that. Like he wouldn't really comment on it, but this is the, this is what came out that he's suspected of. <laughs> what came out? Yeah, nobody. Uh, it um, popped out, if you will. Yep. Uh, Jason Statham's like me too. Um, but uh, yeah, this hasn't been proven. I mean. I mean, you know, they're not, I don't see how they're going to check for that before matches. It, it's highly inappropriate. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but the fact that he's cheated in the past, like online, and just I don't think anybody likes him and everybody likes Magnus Carlsen. Everybody treated it like it was like I'm, I'm, I, I follow some people who are part of the chess sphere online. So that's why I even hear about of it. Of course you do. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But sex toy cheating scandal. It's so great. Um, but like, it's amazing. Everyone, Everyone has just decided that this Hans Neiman is guilty, and they don't have any evidence for it. They're like, well, he cheated in the past. And I'm like, if you're good at chess, you should understand like logic well enough to know that that doesn't prove anything. It doesn't even actually make him more likely to have cheated now, It's statistically speaking.
It just means he cheated in the past. And I mean, you can decide whatever you want. And if Magnus Carlsen doesn't want to play him, that's I'm not going to tell Magnus Carlsen who to play chess with. But like, you know what I mean? That doesn't show anything. He's cheated in the past. So what? Yeah, it's it's kind of an absurd state. <clears throat> it actually pisses me off when people do that. Because mm -hmm. it's like, so you've never done anything in your past that yeah. you wouldn't do again? Exactly. You know? Yeah, everybody does something once. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got to have the one thing that they did once, at least. I mean, I've done point. a lot of things once, and more than once, that I yeah. shouldn't have. So, yeah, and it doesn't so mean I, that as a forty-year-old responsible father mm -hmm. that I would suddenly take it back up again. Not you mm -hmm. know, the stuff yeah. that I was doing as a teenager. Exactly, and like I'm not saying he didn't. And people are like, "Well, he didn't cheat." You think he didn't cheat then? And it's like I didn't say he didn't cheat either. I'm saying we have no evidence either way. Yeah, um, that I think Magnus was scared. I think he was too. He was just he knew that Hans Sneeman maybe maybe he did have the sex toy in and maybe it was buzzing. It wasn't cheating, but it, he was buzzing really loudly, you know? And Hans Sneeman and, kept and, having like a look on his face. Yeah, and <laughs> like, Magnus is like, I am uncomfortable. This is not good. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even you know, I, I'm not I'm not against anyone's anal proclivities, but um uh how is this like the second conversation we've had about anal play in two days? Oh, that's true, actually. So let's <laughs> let's save some for some more episodes here. Let's save some for later. But speaking of cheating, the cheating gene, like Lee Christmas's soon-to-be wife. She cheated on Yeah, her, that's right? right. The cheating gene. Well, mm -hmm. let's get into it then, because mm -hmm. in every episode, we're going to do some banter here, right? Because that's what just happened, butt play. And um, <laughs> <laughs> then we have a, a movie summary. <laughs> you, I was drinking coffee, and I almost <laughs> ruined all of my equipment. Thank you. I have to be more careful. Maybe that was what happened. Maybe that was what happened. Some chess, uh, some, some of the chess officials told Magnus Carlsen, like, he was like, what are we doing now? And they're like, but play, go ahead. And, uh, <laughs> and he's like, butt play, damn it, yeah, cheating. I, I won't stand for it. Hans Neiman's like, I'll sit for it. Yeah, I, I was just gonna go there. Well, I got there. I was, I, I was just gonna go there. Just what Hans Neiman said. Well, so speaking of butt play, um, <laughs> then we go on to mm. the uh, potent notables. <laughs> I was drinking coffee again. <laughs> no more butt play until I'm done with my coffee. <laughs> That's that's a that's a standing rule in this house. That's probably good. Actually, you'd think you'd want to do the butt play before you have the coffee. Dirt. Just, well, because you know, just it helps let's move you. on. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, then we have the potent notables, which are just interesting facts and tidbits we found out about the production, and then we go into the movie overview, which spoiler alert is us talking about the movie from beginning to end in depth. So. Um, it will spoil it for you. Not that I don't think you need a spoiler for this one. The, the good guys are going to win. Um, and then uh, and then we do the rank, which is the namesake of the show. We rank the movie on 10 categories on a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being the worst, 5 being the best. We add those scores together, and that gives you the cumulative rank. So today we're ranking The Expendables 2, the 2012 film starring... Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, Randy Couture, Terry Crews, Liam Hemsworth, Chuck Norris, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis. With the story from Richard Wank, Ken Kaufman, and David Augusto, because you needed three people to create this story, oh, yeah, and a screenplay by Richard, Wank, <laughs> by Richard Wank and Sylvester Stallone, and it was directed by Simon West. Oh, Richard Wank. 
It's a little, yeah. a little bit better than Richard Wank. It was just a lot of fun as well. <laughs> um, well, the movie. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was, I was thinking about Richard Wank. Yeah, Richard Wank. 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 Wink. Is this is this an imperative? Okay, I will if you're telling me to. But. <laughs> well, the movie reunites a group of elite mercenaries known as the Expendables for a new mission. Led by Barney Ross, the team includes skilled members such as Lee, Lee Christmas, Gunnar Jensen, and Hale Caesar, among others. By the way, I remember the names now of, of uh, the name of Randy Couture specifically. Mm -hmm. And his name, by the way, was Toll Road. Yeah, Just, no, I I actually caught that too, that his name was Toll Road. because. <laughs> you know. And you, you caught what Jean-Claude's name is in this, right? Uh, Villain. Yeah, Villain. I love yeah. it. <laughs> when... Um, <laughs> When one of their own is killed during a mission, they embark on a quest for revenge, seeking to retrieve a valuable item while battling adversaries and facing personal vendettas. So we've ranked 34 action movies. Still sitting neatly at the top is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Aquaman was a little mixed two weeks ago, as one of the rarest of occasions happened. Zach liked it more than I did. <laughs> hey, this is uh, our second Dolph Lundgren movie in a row. Oh, that's right. That's kind of fun. It is fun. Too bad we didn't have a three in a row, you know, because because we, we did a an Oscar movie in between. Maybe we well, can if find you an wanna, Oscar movie with Dolph in it. If you want to have a three in a row with Dolph, I'm up for it. Just got to <laughs> oh ask him. Back to butt play. So <laughs> I'm done with my coffee. So fire away. <laughs> that's what Dolph said. That's what um, Dolph said. <laughs> It's, although I did think it's, it's kind of funny as I say that's rare, but I'm pretty sure you liked Blade Runner more than me too. I think or maybe I it was equal. I think I did too. I think I like, I don't know. Like I've said, I've had, I have a weirdly higher tolerance for certain kinds of bad movies than you do. And I'm not calling Blade Runner bad or Aquaman bad. Just, no, I'm very forgiving. Bloodsport's bad. Bloodsport was forgiving to that. Pretty bad. And I was forgiving to it. <laughs> so who knows? So. I, my feeling on this one is that it's going to either be equally enjoyed mm -hmm. or it will be higher for me. Mm -hmm. But I guess who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Let's go to the Potent Notables. Please do. Potent Notables. So as always, we'll start with the box office results. The Expendables 2 did pretty well at the box office, as you may have expected since it spawned two more sequels. It made $85 million domestically, which is not like, you know, world beating or anything, but it made $229.9 million internationally. So it had a grand total of $315 million worldwide at the box office, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it had a budget of $100 million. So, you know, it did it did fairly well. I wish $100 million isn't so bad for, for that day and age. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's it's a little high, yeah. you know, for this movie. But you had a lot of people in it, so yeah. <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme doesn't gun cheap. Yeah, Dolph nor does Chuck Norris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to, I can only imagine trying to convince some of these guys to be in it. Like, even if they're interested, they're probably like, "Well, you have to pay me, though." So, right, exactly. Well, that's what happened with Bruce Willis in the next one. He didn't end up doing the next one because uh, Sly wouldn't pay him the million dollars a day that he required. Which seems like, you know, kind of a high total for what he's yeah, doing. Not sure I would want to pay that either. But So Sylvester Stallone explained that his casting was looking particularly for actors who had not experienced recent hits. Quote, 
I like using people that had a moment and then maybe have fallen on some hard times and give them another shot. I like those kind of guys. Someone did it for me, and I like to see if I can do it for them. End oh, quote. That's kind of nice. I know. So the film reveals that Gunnar Jensen earned an advanced degree in chemical engineering, then abandoned his science career to work as a bouncer in order to impress a girl. Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Dolph Lundgren earned a chemistry degree in, from Washington State University in 1976, a chemical engineering degree from the Royal, Royal Institute of Technology in Stockholm in the early 1980s, and a master's degree in chemical engineering from the University of Sydney in 1982. Lundgren walked away from a science career to work as a bodyguard for his then-girlfriend, Grace Jones. <laughs> By the also, way, have you ever seen... Have you ever seen but, pictures of him and Grace Jones together? They're quite the couple back when they dated. No, now I want to look. I'm going to look at it right now. Grace Jones is a is a she's very striking, and as is as is he currently, and as was he then. Oh, her. That's yeah. he dated her. Yeah, the one from Conan the Destroyer or whatever. Yeah, isn't that isn't that crazy? Imagine the kids they'd have. Wow. It's uh, it's like a black and white movie, just because of how like <laughs> I know it's not even like that. She's really dark skinned, and he's I'm not like not making fair. a black and white person yeah. joke. I just mean that, yeah, he's very fair and she's very dark skinned. That's just, yeah, uh, it's really fun. Well, so while they're stuck in the mine, Gunner refers to himself as a Fulbright scholar, mm -hmm. right? So which Lundgren actually achieved that in his real life. He was a Fulbright scholar. So how did this guy, how does he like that big? He looks like that. He's that athletic and he's that smart. Like, yeah, that doesn't seem fair, does it? I think that's what I you remember um, in Twins, speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, <laughs> he gets all of the good genes and then Danny DeVito's what's left over. Yeah, yeah. That's Just me and Dolph Lundgren, I think. Like, he got everything. <laughs> oh, are you related? Have. Yeah, no, no, it's just... <laughs> That's weird that you wanted to fuck him, dude. Oh. No, no, we're not related. He just took all of my genes. Oh, okay. He's just a thief in the night. He sinks his teeth into bite. Well, as Casper Baby Pants said, maybe your pants are just on vacation. That's it. That's what it is. So this was Arnold Schwarzenegger's first film after he left the office as governor of California. Really? Yeah, so in 2010 when he did it, he was still he was still governor, which is why he didn't want to have a bit larger role. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, so he, he did this one after he was out of office, and he shot this in five days, one week prior to beginning work on The Last Stand, which was his first starring role. <laughs> so he just knocked this back. out real quick. I saw The Last Stand in the, uh, in the theater. Well done. Yeah, and um, it's not good. <laughs> but like so here's the thing about it is i was enjoying it because i thought they were actually like sort of parodying parodying mm -hmm. action movies a little bit mm -hmm. but in retrospect i don't know if they actually were <laughs> so anyway <clears throat> the sequel was the so expendables 2 was considered mm -hmm. seven months before the first movie was completed and released in theaters so the first movie's plot was revised during filming so that Dolph Lundgren's character, who was killed in the first draft, could be saved for the sequel. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because I remember both of us were saying, it seems like he died. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't really quite understand that. That's all right, though. <laughs> so all of Jet Li's scenes were filmed in Hong Kong because he was working on another movie at the same time. Oh, what movie was that? I didn't. I don't know. I didn't look it up. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
this little factoid is more interesting when you learn that the entire opening sequence of the film was shot in Bulgaria during the winter. Okay. But was meant to take place in tropical South Asia, right? Yeah. So digital effects were used to remove the snow and deciduous trees present and replace them with tropical flora. The alteration was required over 340 shots alone, and the scene was further complicated by Jet Li's scheduling conflict, which meant the interior sets had to be shipped to Hong Kong, reassembled, and shot with him there. And the All exterior right. sets had to be digitally built and then merged with footage of Lee shot on chroma key. So they really wanted him. Yeah, it's can't, just crazy. Can't make this movie without Jet Li. Well, what's funny to me is what that says to me is that like the times he's talking to Dolph, he's mm. not there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> he's just talking to air and Dolph <laughs> is talking to air. <laughs> It's a little bit like the 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 old story about when they filmed Heat that Robert De Niro and Al Pacino weren't in the same room together for yeah. some reason or other. Well, it's also like um, all the money in the world when they replaced Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer. Oh yeah. Or uh, no, no, it's more like Tig Notaro in the in uh, Army Snyder the movie. Yeah, Army of the Dead. This is they, as soon. I I hope actors are just acting by themselves in rooms that no one else is in soon. And they I don't hope the next that. way to go. I think that's kind of awful. All right, so tennis player Novak Djokovic filmed a cameo for the airport shootout for free. Okay. <laughs> However, his scene, which involved him beating down terrorists with his racket, was cut. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I would, I'd like to see that. Actually. That I mean, it wouldn't have been as out of place in this movie as you might think. No, it, really, it sounds like it'd be out of place in any movie. Yeah. But but not this one. Yeah. Somehow, I don't really know. <laughs> Um, so Sylvester Stallone canceled his promotional tour for this film after his son, Sage Stallone, was found dead on July 13th, 2012. Oh, that, that's sad and went in a direction that I wasn't expecting. We got more sad stuff. Jeez. So speaking of death, a stuntman, stuntman named Kun Lu, or Lu Kun, I'm not sure, you know, it's the, mm -hmm. <clears throat> was killed. And another stuntman was seriously injured by an explosion in Bulgaria. Jeez. The crew was shooting a scene on the Ognyan, Ognyanov, Ognyanov, I don't know. It's a dam mm -hmm. in Elin Pelin, <laughs> Bulgaria, 15 miles east of Sofia. So the accident happened while the two men were performing a stunt that involved an explosion in a rubber boat. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there was a potent notable during the last one where Steve Austin came close to losing a leg or something because of an explosion. So it seems like maybe they need to chill out on the explosions. Yeah, they're taking the whole expendable idea a little bit too far. The cast and crew shouldn't be expendable here. So I got some quotes from the cast on this. Mm -hmm. So Randy Couture said the the death during the second unit shoot, quote, changed the mood of the mood on the movie for a couple weeks for sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> I would think so, Randy. Like, really? Also, a couple weeks seems actually not long enough. Yeah. You know, like, well, he died, but you know, we got over it. Oh well, we were and sad for a minute, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Dolph said, "Quote: I could see like post-traumatic stress for a month after because he was very close to dying. So, uh -huh. just to say, he was talking about his stunt double, who was the one that was seriously injured. Mm -hmm. So he was really so." Quote continues, it made us realize that, yeah, it's a dangerous business. You have to watch your steps, end quote. I mean, should making movies be a dangerous business, though? That's This is what I'm saying. This is <laughs> like, I, I pulled these quotes because I was just like, what? 
<laughs> doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're not actually mercenaries, guys. Yeah. And now, and now let's do Terry Crews. He said, oh. quote, stuntmen take these wonderful risks every day, like police officers, like firemen. Okay. It would be a shame to not finish. And we kind of galvanized around that. That was a big moment for all of us where we were like, let's go. And I'm like, this end quote, by the way, this mm. is, these are some bizarre quotes regarding somebody's death. Mm. But finally, Sly said, quote, it's never easy, end quote. Mm. It should so be. You, well, you might ask yourself, has he experienced this before with a statement yeah. like that? And yes, apparently there had been deaths during two of his previous films. Okay. Stuntman deaths. So you could start a Sylvester Stallone's movie Stuntman Widow Fund. Yeah, no kidding. Um, interestingly, though, Bulgaria got something in return for the filming of The Expendables 2, besides a stuntman's death. Oh, yeah. A real railway bridge over the River Osom in Bulgaria was built for the film and will remain as part of the railway network. Huh. They just was, gifted it. It was a gift to Bulgaria, is what they said. Here you go, Bulgaria. Um, Sorry, we killed somebody. Yeah, it's funny when like movies end up making like infrastructure. You know, like maybe maybe we could make a movie where they restore like the highway networks here in the United States or something. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, we got to get Tom Cruise on it. <laughs> we need to build real highways. Okay, Tom. <laughs> Whatever you so, say, apparently. So, Bulgaria also decided to find the production as well. Mm -hmm. But not for the death. <laughs> on no, on November, yeah, on November 16th, 2011, the production received a fine between $343 and $3,440. So, big money. Mm -hmm. From the Bulgarian Environmental Protection Agency for unlawfully removing shrubs and small trees from the entrance of Deviet Javatashka Cave. Mm. Although permits had been obtained, allowing sets to be built in the area, including a bridge to the cave, environmentalists complained that filming could damage the cave, home to about 40 endangered species. Mm -hmm. So to avoid further problems, the producers agreed not to film explosions, car chases, and fires near the cave. Mm. <laughs> okay. So, you know, they're doing their part. Yeah. Also, apparently, I, and this isn't in the Poet Notables, but I read this after I finished writing up the Notables, but um, there was some statistic that was like there were forty thousand bats. I'm I'm giving I'm giving round numbers. I don't remember what the what they actually said in here. There's something along the lines of there were forty thousand bats that lived in this cage before the or cage cave <clears throat> before the movie filmed, and now there's like seven thousand. And I think okay. it's because of the movie being filmed in the caves. So, I hope those bats weren't endangered. I mean, I know 40,000 is a lot, but... Yeah, I know. Doesn't sound good. No. So, Lou Coons, or Coon Lou's family, filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Millennium Films. It took four years, but they were finally awarded just a little over $23,000. Okay. Seems like not worth it for four years. Um, yeah. <laughs> but after the court case was court case was finished jet lee sent the family over eight hundred thousand dollars of his own money okay so that's actually a significant chunk just from jet lee yeah i call um, him jet lee like his name's chester lee that's <laughs> okay so van damme redesigned the final fight with stallone uh-huh uh-oh uh-oh don't tell me <laughs> well, don't tell me <laughs> i'm so excited 
<laughs> he did it with Stallone's approval. Uh-huh. So Van Damme was unhappy with the scripted fight, which had his character running away and only a brief confrontation between the pair. Okay. Okay. So he left that. He or sorry, he felt that the audience wanted a longer fight scene between the two actors, mm-hmm. and you know some high kicking. Some high kicking. I love it. <laughs> Good thing they didn't fire him for it. No, well, see, this time he asked permission to put it in there instead oh, of just doing high kicks. He learned his lesson from back in 1987 or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Well, Arnold was shaking his head the whole time. <laughs> He's this like, fucking oh, guy uh, with the kicks. Yeah, always with the kicks. I can't do it. <laughs> Schwarzenegger's accent, apparently. But uh, I'm so excited because he high kicked in the movie. And I was like, he high kicked. Yes. And then he does it again. And I was like, yes. Two high kicks. They were actually really awesome kicks, too. Yeah, I know. I was like, I, I was like, damn, he still got it. Yeah, I was kind of like wondering if they used defense <laughs> or something because I was like, isn't he like 60? So, well, okay. So, some more Van Damme stuff. I found this in an article in an article from an interview with Van Damme in The mm-hmm. Guardian. And I just, I just had to share some of it because I feel like it's so Van Damme. Ready? Quote, He's extremely great. This is quoting the article. He's extremely grateful to Sylvester Stallone, his boyhood hero, for casting him, despite having turned down a role in the first Expendables in 2010. So this is Van Damme speaking. Mm. When he, oh, I guess I can say, when he called me, I was editing my movie, The Eagle Path, Van Damme explains. I said, I cannot do it. And he said, excuse me? <laughs> but I had that fever. If the king of Thailand is calling me, no, I stay in my room. Cutting, cutting, cutting. So Stallone reportedly said that Van Damme refused the role because he didn't want to lose a fight to Jet Li. Although this (laughs) suggestion is vigorously denied. Bullshit! (laughs) Is what Van Damme said. He admits, however, that if he's playing a good guy, he doesn't like to lose fights. Yeah. That's, I just feel like that's very Van Damme. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know where he learned that from, right? No. Chuck Norris. Because they were sparring partners. Were they? Yeah. Which I found out from doing the notables from this movie. Also, they both were, you know, they partnered up with Frank Dukes. Oh, of course. Of course. Surprise Frank Dukes is in this movie. You know why? Because nobody else would survive. Exactly. So, it's funny because, you know, the Chuck Norris jokes, Mm -hmm. right? That they parody in this. um, Those actually started with with Frank Dukes's real life experiences, yeah. But Frank Dukes didn't want the uh, didn't want the attention, so yeah, he, he was like um, trying to live under the radar here in the Kowloon walled city. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> so Liam Hemsworth was originally cast in the Expendables, the first one, but uh-huh. when the script was rewritten, his role was cut out. So he later got a call from Stallone to be in this movie. <laughs> Barely. Yeah. Well, he serves as the emotional weight of the movie. Ooh. So. Sly confirmed that he named Jean-Claude Van Damme's character Villain. Ready? So mm-hmm. remember we were talking about how oh, he's funny with the names of the characters and this just mm-hmm. villain. So this is what he said he named it for. He wanted to make it similar to the name of 19th century French poet Paul Verlaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was to set up an extremely obscure in-joke where the final showdown between Van Damme and Stallone could be seen as fight be- as a fight between Verlaine slash Verlaine and Rambo slash Rimbaud. Arthur Rimbaud, or uh, Rim- it's it's pronounced actually pronounced Rambo. <laughs> okay, so Arthur Rambo, being another French poet with whom Verlaine had a tempestuous affair. 
Okay. <laughs> so I had to include this because I mean, what is? I mean, I I kind of have a hard time believing that he did that, like purposefully. The, oh yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to call him a liar. So whatever. <laughs> I know when I read that, I'm like, really? Yeah. But this is apparently. I mean, why would he lie about it? You know? Yeah. I just didn't think of him like being really into these French poets, apparently. But what do I know? Yeah, I mean, because I feel like if Sly, if that wasn't what it was, Sly would just be like, "No, I liked it because it sounded like villain." <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, because it sounds like. It. So also, this was Sylvester Stallone's first time in ten years to star in a movie as the lead that he did not direct. Oh, okay. the previous was Avenging Angelo. I don't know if you've seen that. Not good. Not good. We're going to have to do Avenging Angelo in The Last Stand next. I actually didn't finish Avenging Angelo, <laughs> if you can imagine. God. Um, some controversy arose online when rumors started spreading that this film might receive a PG-13 cut, as opposed to the rated R cut of the first Expendables. The name of Chuck Norris was most often associated with this story, and because... It was, was said that he was having problems with the extreme violence and basically refusing to take part in the movie unless it would be toned down. Mm -hmm. So speaking of Chuck Norris, in the Russian theatrical dub, so, you know, Russian language. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't it. know why I needed to explain that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> the name of Chuck Norris's character is just Chuck Norris. <laughs> What did, what did what did Booker not translate correctly? Or? They were like, we don't need to call him Booker. We, yeah, we, know, what he, we know what well, he's like, doing here. Well, like we know that they're all just who they are. So may as well just call everybody their names. That would actually have been funny. Not that I don't like their fun fake names, like their Toll Road and Hail Caesar. But yeah. it would have been funny if they were just been like, yeah, this their his name. That's is Chuck. Yeah, it's just Chuck Norris. Hey, Chuck. Like we're not we're not gonna pretend. They should have done just like a little bit different, just just like enough that it sounds different. Mm -hmm. So it would have been like Charles Norris. Mm -hmm. Hey Charles, Charles Norris here. And no like, relation to Chuck Norris the actor. And like Arnold could be Darnold, you know. <laughs> hey Darny. Kids <laughs> getting a little silly, perhaps. <laughs> Bruce could be Baruch. Um, <laughs> Baruch. <laughs> Baruch Willits. Uh, and he, he could wear any yarmulke and he could just kibitz the whole time. I, um, I wish he would. Now I want to see this cut. <laughs> <laughs> so Chuck Norris is the pop culture subject of countless larger-than-life Chuck Norris facts, right? Mm -hmm. So the film's cast and crew jumped on the bandwagon when Norris arrived in Bulgaria, coining a new one. Quote, Chuck Norris doesn't visit Bulgaria. Bulgaria visits Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah. Good one, guys. <laughs> And this was actually Chuck's final film role. Mm -hmm. Oh, was it? Yep. Good. He's done like commercials and, you know, like guest spots on TV here and there. Yeah. But, uh, no more oh. films. Well, I mean, we can't lose him doing the total gym ads. Right. We wouldn't want that. I I would be, I'd be devastated. So I got two more potent notables for you. One is the T-72 tank used, used to assault the Expendables would have devastated the set with the resulting concussive wave if it had fired a single shot. Oh. So it was replaced in most shots with a digital version that performed the shooting. Okay. How serious is that tank? Right? I was like, damn. All right, last one. This is the only film in the Expendables series not to be nominated for or win 
a Razzie Award. Oh, so it's, you know what? That's a shame, but it's also good. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a shame at all. I think it's kind of nice. <laughs> I actually don't really like the Razzies. I think they're kind of a dick thing to do. Yeah, kind of. And like, I don't know. Sometimes they nominate things or, or award things that are not that bad. So it's like, yeah. Okay. I just feel like, I don't know, like, what are you getting out of this? It's it, basically you're just bullying people, you know? <laughs> and I get that there are a lot of them are rich and whatnot. So, like, they should suck it up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, also, you know, punching up is still punching. Mm -hmm. So, um, all right, that's it for the Potent Notables. Let's get on to the movie overview. Movie overview. So they come in and it's like, we're in Nepal. And I'm like, oh, so this is Bulgaria, apparently. <laughs> I just thought it was Nepal. Who knew? <laughs> um, I, I, I got to say, I like about the Expendables movies is that they, they kind of just toss you right in. Like They really do. I mean, this good. scene is like, wow, we're getting a lot right in the beginning. I know. It's even more so than the other one. And like, I know you always have to start with an unrelated caper. Like, that's how these things work. But like... It's just like, okay, we're here, and they literally drive into the movie, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're there. I don't think of Nepal as being a particularly militaristic state. You know? I thought they mostly were like they had Sherpas and monks. That's yeah. All I think of. Well, Expendables is telling me it is, so therefore okay. I believe it. Gotta be true. And then we got this hooded guy that's in a chair, right? And I honestly, I was like, I think that's going to be Stallone. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this movie before, so that's kind of pathetic. <laughs> but you know what it was? It was the grunts. I thought the grunts sounded like him. And then I was like, oh, it's not, because the next thing they show is Sly's face. I was like, well, who's it going to be? And then I was like, I bet it's Trench, as in Arnold Schwarzenegger. But yeah. we, we see on these vehicles, they've got writing on them. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. On this, I don't know, bulldozer thing what do you call it? a blade i guess yeah it says coming soon <laughs> just yeah. just really goofy they i mean i like to imagine that they had a lot of fun doing this stuff because i want them to have had a lot of fun doing this stuff yeah until they killed somebody but... until people died but then they got over it in a couple of weeks and they were yeah it took a couple fun. of weeks and they were right back to having fun yeah um so i'm like what's the body count gonna be in this because we've already had a lot killed just with the 50 cal by Statham. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I also love that they're, you know, they're driving, they're going to like run into stuff basically. And Stolen's like, bubber up. And mm -hmm. everybody does, but Statham's just still out there in the 50 cal. Like I'm mm -hmm. up here. Yep. No need for me to cover. <laughs> he doesn't need to cover. He's got a big gun. <laughs> and like, what is with these? Are these like co these combat vehicles? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what's with them? They're, they're like, I don't know. Like, why, did they, how did they get them there? Yeah. It's, it's, they and then how did they get them the back? Because they, yeah. they, like, I think they left them. Like, they I think just, they left them too. They we're just, done with the these. The only thing they actually have is a plane. So yeah. were they like engineering these? I don't know. It was very strange. And like, they were, I, I love that they, they found Tom Hardy and were like, hey, can you build us some crazy vehicles or George yeah. Miller, I guess? <laughs> yeah. Cra crazy, uh, crazy cars are us. That's right. <laughs> uh, Nepal branch, you know, but yeah, it's just like, what am I looking at? It's, I don't know. And I liked the fact that they had a motorcycle on the front, like, just like, it's like, hey, I need one with a bike rack, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, well, then we see a couple more, you know, slogans on these things. Like uh, one has like a battering ram that comes out, I guess, yeah. and it says knock knock. And the yeah. other one just says it's just called shock and awe, which yeah, I'm just like okay, all right, because <laughs> because that war, you know, and now military action is is fun. Yeah, and Jet Li is riding around with with uh, Dolph, although he's not really riding around with Dolph. <laughs> it's all um, via special. <laughs> he's there live by a hologram. <laughs> live by hologram, but but Gunner says, "Watch your head, insect." Yeah, like, what do you call? Really he likes the insect stuff. I I don't understand it as an insult, but I guess he's committed to it. So whatever. Well, you remember he stomps on that guy's face in the yeah. first one. He's like insect. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, you did treat him like one. Fixate on, but whatever. Well, it's a good thing they had that motorized bicycle because <laughs> they take down a helo with it. Yeah, because that's how you do things. And it was just one. It was just. It, was, it looked so easy too. Yeah. It was like I don't know what to do. Here you go. Whoa! One shot helicopter. Helicopter with a motorcycle or motor <laughs> motorized bicycle. Um, <laughs> is this before or after? Because like this thing, the one that Sylvester's driving particularly, he's got the motorcycle on the front. And he's got like I think it's like a battering ram on the back, so he drives. Well, it's backwards. the blades. It's the coming soon thing. It's yeah, the coming soon thing, and it's like he drives backwards to use that. You could do you it the think, other way around. Why didn't? Yeah, why? Why is the blades on the front? The motorcycle can go on the back. So I don't know. That was strange, but I'm not. That, I guess that was strange. I actually didn't even consider that until you just said it. It's very obvious. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> why are you just driving backwards for a lot of the part? Okay. Whatever, whatever, whatever you do, you sly. Yeah. So we're gonna get a um, kind of a cool fight scene with Jet Li, right? Mm -hmm. And he's using stuff that's around him, as you know, any good uh, martial arts movie would do. Like, yeah, this fight was kind of very Jackie Chanish. Right. Exactly. Well, um, they wanted Jackie Chan for this role originally, so. Well, I'm fine with Jet Li, honestly. But um, me too. Me too. But I'm just saying, Jet Li yeah. or Jackie Chan turned it down and that's how yeah. it ended up being gently but uh there's one scene there's one part of the scene where where he's like beating up the guy and there's just mm -hmm. like a ton of blood yeah flying off i'm like that's a lot why is there so much blood with this yeah. fight scene here the fight scene was like it could have been like fairly innocuous because he's just hitting him on the head like i know getting hit on the head with a frying pan would actually like you know, give you a concussion and everything but I was like, oh, I kind of like that he's not just murdering them indiscriminately, you know? Right. But then he just starts beating this guy's face yep. in. Then he does. So, okay. <laughs> I, I like seeing Jet Li fight more here. I feel like we didn't get a lot of fighting from him. I know. And it's funny because it was just this one scene, and yeah. he's not even really there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's, he's actually nowhere. He wasn't yeah. even where he was for this scene. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then what I really enjoyed, though, was the last guy that Jet Li beats up. Mm -hmm. Where he just is like annoyed that he's still, still yeah, like so he's up and he just pushes them over. <laughs> and I think he tosses the pan on his hand or something. Uh, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then we find out it is indeed trench. Mm -hmm. It's trench, which is I, I mean, I don't know why half of these characters have names. We talked about that. <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Darnold. Um, put me loose, Frankenstein. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Was, I don't know. Is that a reference to something, or is it just a random? It's because Dolph Lundgren looks like Frankenstein, which I can kind of see. Yeah, true. I had thought of that. Um, and then, and then he's like, "I need the gun," you know. So, 
Sly's like, go ahead and give him a gun. Mm. And uh, Terry Crews has to give him his automatic shotgun, which he's very mm. upset about. Yeah. But he gets a great line here. Do you remember it? I, I don't think I do. He says, if I don't get this back, your ass is terminated. Oh, right. You're... <laughs> Is the first of a lot of lines that they do where it references one of their old movies. But I I always like I loved it. I loved it. Exactly. The entire premise of this movie doesn't only allow for it requires this sort of thing. Right, exactly. So um, sort of, you know, they're they're yeah. they're on the getaway now, right? They're retreating. And they're just such better shots than everyone else. I know. As it's they're like, hanging from like a you know what do you call that line? Yeah, um, I actually don't know. <laughs> it's it's Why like serious it line from the yeah. zip line. It's like serious stormtrooper action where just nobody else can shoot and they're just like you know headshotting everybody. Except you know that Sly gets shot twice. He's yeah. the only one. He's fine though. You know <laughs> they make a joke about him getting. Wait, no, it's not now. They make the joke about him getting beat up. But either way, he's yeah. fine. It's yeah. okay. Well, that so they drop off. They drop off the zip line, you know, because mm. he's been shot or breaks or whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah, mm -hmm. the other ones make it all the way to the end, but these guys don't. And somehow they just happen to be in the perfect spot where Liam Hemsworth is waiting to snipe everybody. Mm -hmm. Also, and like, okay, I just want to say this: I love this movie mm. because it's not really about the story or, or you know oh, or anything like absolutely that. Absolutely not. <laughs> but this part. Why wouldn't they just shoot them? They've been shooting at them this whole time. Yeah. They have them pinned down, and now they're just going to be like, hey, don't move. Mm -hmm. They wanted Liam Hensworth to have something to do, I guess? I guess so. Um... <laughs> Liam, so spe speaking of which, Liam Hensworth doesn't really fit in this movie. because Not he, at all. Like, who is he? You know? Like, I know he's Chris Hensworth's brother, but, like, does he matter? Is he just, like, random? I don't know. You know, he, he got hired to be on the crew, so whatever. Okay. It's it's fine. I mean, it's it's not like it's a bad thing. It's just it's a it's he's he's out of place. Not because like that type of character would be out of place, but just mm -hmm. because this movie is a whole bunch of old action stars, and then you have mm -hmm. Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, just random Liam Hemsworth action. Of course, you know, he's it's fine. It, yeah, it's fine. And then isn't it interesting that we think snipers are so badass? Yeah, we really do. Um, I, I it's kind that. of cowardly, though, isn't it? Yeah, you're shooting them from far away. Like, I understand it seems cool and everything like that, but I don't know. I I, I want to fight like a real man, like some like a Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, like but villain, not like cowering in the shadows, Liam Hensworth with a really big right gun right. that blows yeah. people's heads off. Yeah. So then. Now uh, Stallone's gonna tell Statham like, "Hey, you gotta shoot the thing here." <laughs> it flies up and hits a guard tower, I guess. Mm. And he goes, "You missed." And he's like, "You're aiming," <laughs> which I really enjoyed. I don't know, it really worked for me. But I'm like, I'm, I was the whole time. I'm like wondering, I'm like, so this explosion near the dam, I feel like it's this mm -hmm. where he was yeah, like, "You missed." You know, I'm like, so the guy died here. But here, no, next comes the dam. <laughs> Delightful thought, you know? Yeah. And so they're like trying to get over the dam, which doesn't look all that high above the water, you know? Mm. 
but they decided to pick the tallest part of the dam to try to fly over. That's true. Like, just move it over like a smidge. These, these guys like the path of most resistance, though. They you know? really do. So Stallone's going to say the kid's amazing, right? Mm. About Liam after he goes up and is like, can I talk to you? And he's like, yeah, no, that's no problem. And then, like, doesn't talk to him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but then Statham gets all jealous. Lee Christmas, I should say, yeah. gets all jealous. So am I. <laughs> You're just used to it. It's... You can have, like, a fun side plot about, like, you know, Lee Christmas feeling like, you know, uh, Barney's got a new a new favorite boy, you know? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I didn't even actually really even put that together. I was just like, oh, it's silly. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. Well, um, so, so now we're going to find, you know, the rich Chinese billionaire guy is going to discover that he's, he's going to have to parachute. Yeah. Why the are they, why did they choose this, this method of, of because Jet Li be, could, couldn't be in the movie. So there was like actually a whole thing it was supposed to be a U.S. China yeah. like collaboration, mm -hmm. but like because Jet Li couldn't be in it, it kind of all fell apart, mm -hmm. and that's why they ended up shooting in Bulgaria instead. Mm -hmm. So this so was a way to like get Jet out of the movie mm -hmm. and have it make some sense. So he you know goes with him. He's gonna leave, and and Dolph's like or Gunner's like, well, who am I supposed to pick on? <laughs> And Jet goes, you'll find another minority. Yeah, I think that was my favorite part of the movie so far. Oh, I like God. it. I thought it was so funny. And then that's real Chinese takeout. Got that. You know what? Is what? that for me? That went from the really fun minority line to then that. And I was like, well, now you kind of ruined it a little. I know. <laughs> it wasn't it was so, so bad or anything. But, it was so yeah. stupid. It didn't like take me out of it or anything. It yeah, was very same. stupid though. Yeah. I, yeah. It wasn't actually like, it didn't actually ruin anything, but it was, oh, fine. <laughs> I guess some, you can't, it can't all be hits, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, now we're going to head to a bar. And uh, we think it's just Barney and Lee hanging mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Um, and Barney's like really hates Lee's girlfriend. Apparently. Yeah, it's he's really against cheater, which I don't like disagree with. But <laughs> but I mean I don't know was she really cheating? Because like he just went away for months at a time without yeah, telling I'm, her. I was with her in the last movie, and I'm still kind of with her because you know I mean I, I could do without her. I don't really care about her as a character at all. Absolutely, and no, no offense to the actress or yeah. anything. She I just like. Matter. You don't fucking matter, so let's move on from this. Yeah, and it's just an odd little... Because, like, I thought they were going to go somewhere with this plot, but they didn't. They didn't at all. <laughs> it's just gone after this. Well, I remember being annoyed by the first Expendables going too far with that plot. And then this time, it's just like, <laughs> here it is again. And you're like, oh, yeah. fuck. And then they're like, oh, okay, I guess I guess yeah. we're not doing it. it that's, if, if, that's good. It probably would have been better just to excise it completely. It's, right. it's not... And I, I don't know. So, thankfully, we just leave this right mm -hmm. i'm glad and barney goes over and sits with the other guys because apparently lee and barney have to have their own thing always yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so so barney goes over and sits over there sits down with them and and then the story comes up about oh this is where we talk about um you know gunner being just like dolph lundgren apparently mm -hmm. right yeah um he's a, becomes a bouncer and then they're like and then Barney says, I can't believe she dumped you. And then Gunner goes, 
wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. And then Marty goes, I would, yeah. <laughs> a ridiculous conversation. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a weird bit of like uh, self-deprecating humor for just Dolph Lundgren, apparently. <laughs> I, just, I loved that. It's like it starts off like can't believe she dumped you, and then mm-hmm. and then it's like yeah I guess I would have dumped you yeah it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah never mind I retract my two second ago statement yeah it makes perfect sense <laughs> um and then now we're gonna have our tool replacement scene mm-hmm. you know because Mickey's Mickey was supposed to be in it and then dropped out yeah. um so they needed somebody to to be the you know the actor with gravitas i guess mm-hmm. um and that and they were like liam you can do that no i wish can't. somebody <laughs> would have told them like no yeah he's not mickey and i'm I not saying mickey. mickey's the be- best actor in the world i'm not saying liam is a terrible actor but i think mickey could have made something out of this where um liam not really anyway um Again, I it's not terrible. It's just not as good as when when Mickey Rourke was doing his thing in the first movie. Yeah, I re- I, I like I like I said I miss Mickey. Yeah, it's fine though. I don't. I just don't feel like we needed this scene really at all. So no, no. Well, hey, it's church. We get yeah. Bruce Willis again. He's back. I kind of actually didn't even. I'm I'm glad I didn't look up like anything of who was in this at this time. You know, I kind of wanted to be surprised at some of them. Um, and you, I assumed you didn't know Bruce was going to be back. I, I I think I think I did know, but I was like just not. I was like, if he shows up, he shows up. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And I kind of liked him showing up. I liked him showing up, but I also liked that he ends up coming back. Like he has a bigger role in this. Yeah, he doesn't just do the one and done. He actually yeah. like partakes in the violence. Which is same great. with Arnie. Yeah, it was, yeah. I was. That was pretty cool. So now we cut back to not not we. I went back mm-hmm. to this scene, and um, you know. Sly is like not happy about having a girl with him. Damn you know? girls. Yeah. What was this? What was the movie we watched where he was like, oh, million dollar baby? He was a good mm-hmm. old Clint Eastwood up in this yeah. business. He doesn't train girls. Yeah. Only boys. He's Anthony Mackie. Like, look at those itty bitty titties. Yeah. <laughs> then they provide cushioning for falling. I don't understand. <laughs> so um he's like, I'm not a good babysitter. And then and then Bruce goes. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> yeah. Which I enjoyed. It was cute. And so, you know, they meets, he meets this girl. And I don't know why we even had this meeting filmed. Because the the, me, the meeting is her going, yeah, I'm really good at, at stuff. And he's just like, I don't believe it. And she's like, when are we meeting? And he's like, Five, oh, 0500. And that's the scene. Yeah. Why was that there? Perhaps um, not the most necessary. That's okay. I'm fine. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. So so now she's on the plane, and Dolph is just, Gunner is just staring at her mm-hmm. and going, uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, and then he goes, she's into me. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> it's a weird bit of sexual harassment. That's fine. I'm not going to. Was it sexual harassment? Though? He didn't say anything. He just, just keeps going. Okay. Uh, this weird bit of weird discomfort, like <laughs> uncomfortable situation that I'm not really quite getting. Um, That's how he got Grace Jones, though. He just did that. He just going, kept going. Uh, uh, yeah. What does he? What does he say though? I forgot. I didn't write it down. He I like, actually can't remember. 
it's it's really goofy. Whatever. It was it silly though. <laughs> I'm willing to bet it was silly. <laughs> and then we so now we cut back to the cockpit, and Barney is just being crazy rude about Lee's girl. I like. Yeah. And again, this plot is that going the, is that the woman? Like... Is that the woman you can never fully trust? Calling. Like, mm -hmm. Okay, Barney, you know, like, I, I, are, are you jealous? I don't understand. I know. Like, I'm sure Lee will give you some. You guys yeah. going to be together for a long time here. Yeah, for at least four movies. I think. I don't, I don't know. And so now Liam is going to do the tool story. Right? Or should say, I should say Billy the Kid is going to do the tool story. Because Tool tells the story and, yeah. you know, gets sad. Man, that was such a good, like... You could read that as a monologue, and people would be like, wow, that's amazing. What's that from? And you'd be like, it's from mm -hmm. The Expendables. <laughs> you'd be like, like what? it is? It is not. <laughs> it is true. Um, so I kind of zoned out for a lot of what Liam was saying here, <laughs> I'll be honest. Normally, that would not be high praise for a movie, but here it doesn't actually affect it that much. <laughs> exactly. It's not what it's about. I was like, okay, yeah. I got it. But then I like kind of tuned back in when he said that they killed the dog, the stray dog that he adopted when he came back mm. from wherever. Yeah, it's a shitty story, you know. Yeah. It was, okay, that got. I mean, it it already sucked, but it got darker. Like, all right, now I'm yeah. Sad. I mean, I don't know what happened. I I got shot. I guess I don't know. <laughs> the 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 CEO wanted no animals on the base. Well, I remember that part. I mean, yeah. everything that led up to that. Because oh, yeah, I was yeah. the, they came back from something that I had, had totally zoned out for. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, he's talking. Um, <laughs> oh, he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. So and then he's like, hey, it's your lucky day, Billy. This is Stallone saying it. He's like, uh, you can take point. And then he just sprints up a mountain. Yep. Just woo, all by himself. <laughs> it's not what I meant, then, but all right. <laughs> and, then, and then Lee's going to go. Do you remember when you could do that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like Sly's like, no, do you? <laughs> I wasn't exactly a long distance runner in my prime there, guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, then, he did a lot of running in Rocky. He's, he did. He's like, I usually true. run along a beach in short shorts. Oh, man, do I miss that. <laughs> That's what Lee was saying. Exactly. Um, so does Carl Summers. Hey, how come Carl Summers isn't in any of these movies? <laughs> you mean Carl Weathers? Carl Summers? Who's Carl Summers? I don't know. <laughs> the weather's Carl... probably good during summer, right? Carl Weathers. <laughs> and I mean, I think you can get him for pretty cheap. I think like $600 and just get some stew at the at the craft services table and you're all set. You got yourself a stew going. <laughs> Carl Summers is just no one. No, Carl Summers, dude. Hold on. No, we need to no, this is fine. <laughs> you need to you need to continue. You're gonna go, I don't care, but I do care. Okay. Well, this is where no, I, I do No, we're talking about Carl Summers here. So well, you're just, just, just you're gonna have to wait. I, I don't care about the scene. scene. <laughs> Carl Summers. Hey, that's a user. <laughs> Spotify user. Okay, I don't know who Carl Summers is. We're gonna have to I made you found a Spotify user. Um, just a guy. It's his name. I hope he's a. I hope he's a listener. If, hey, if you are Carl, reach out to us. Um, <laughs> Carl's like, why are they talking about me? It didn't do anything. No, but anyways, but here's Carl Summers so, on on Discogs. He's got a song called "Touch Yourself." Great. <laughs> um, so 
this is where Lee Christmas is, you know, he's he's showing his jealousy. He's turning green again, right? Yeah. Like, I could blow him away if I wanted to, you know? I don't love that Sly's like, yeah, okay, go on, Flash. Yeah, if that's what you think you can do. He's like, well, I'm waiting for it. Um. So now we found the plane, and I was like, it feels like a trap. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ironically, the train, what the plane or the train, plane, automobile, whatever it is, <laughs> wasn't the trap. It was like this random field mm-hmm. that you think they could have avoided and gone back the way they came. Yeah, but this is the same bunch that flew over the highest part of the dam. That's true. So you have to understand that they're not worried about such things. Also, like, couldn't they have used a winch or something to, to get that door open? Yeah. yeah. To hold it open instead of just like, I've got muscles. Yeah, well, no, come on, because if you're are you, if you're these guys, are you going to use a winch or are you going to use muscles? This is a point you're going to continuously make throughout this movie, I think. Yeah, you need to stop questioning this. If it's yeah. if it's between anything and muscles, it's going to be muscles. Well, this was a fun, like, edge of your seat thing moment here with the bomb that almost went off. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then um, Billy's going to end up getting nabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. you know what? Actually, I kind of wasn't surprised about this because he ran off on his own, yeah. like with no one else to back him up or anything. So of course they caught him. I like to imagine he ran right into their net, like they had a net, and he's just <laughs> running all fast, and then he's what? He needs a net, or you know what? One of those noose <laughs> I like traps. The... Thing. I hope he made that noise. What? Yep. That's the sound it makes, and they're like, "Ha, gotcha!" And he's like, "Oh," and then you know, it's they. I understand that they tried to get us to care about this character with the dog story. It's just he was caught, and I was like, "Oh, you know." <laughs> and not, I'm not saying that, like I care about the deep characterization about a lot of these characters, but he was especially just it, talk about expendable, you know. Yeah, just exactly. could not care less about this character. Um. Well, but you know, I, it, it's interesting because I did emp- I, like I so I didn't care about him that much either, but I empathized with how much Sly and them cared about him. <laughs> you know, like I was okay. <laughs> With the idea that they cared about him, but I didn't. I, I kind of want to die, but <laughs> I wanted him to die. No, I, I think it might have been nice to have a little moment where, like, Lee Christmas is like, well, I was jealous of him, but now I'm sad. But, like, they didn't do anything with any of that plot stuff. Well, you know, they get over death really quickly, this band. Uh, re- they get over real death very quickly. So <laughs> I can imagine them getting over a fake death pretty easily. So, yeah, so now Villain has got. <laughs> Has the got uh, Billy here, and he's doing some doing some villainy stuff. Um, actually, okay. So I don't want to give away my rankings here or anything. Mm. You know what? I'll just save it. We'll save it for villain appeal. So yeah, he's doing some villain stuff, and then uh, he's like, "I'm gonna kill him if you don't put down your guns." And and Lee Christmas is the one who's like, "No, he's serious, mate. He's yeah. gonna do it." <laughs> I think and you. Then, you you've kind of done you've kind of assigned him an Australian accent as well. I blame myself. I, I, yeah. Okay. Well, I want you to do it. You got to take over Jason Statham. You do a great Statham. Go take over Jason Statham. Yeah, there you go. Thank nah, you. Nah, he's serious. In it. <laughs> In it. That's how that's how Cockney people talk. I think. Hey, <clears throat> they should make a joke about him cocking a gun because he's Cockney. Well, then again, he's Ooh. the knives. Yeah. By the way, I love the idea, like, I hope the U.S. military doesn't allow this sort of eccentricity to, like, get in the way of operations, like, 
if they're like, all right, well, you need to go in and take them down. And the one guy's like, I'm going to do it with my knives. I'm going to throw knives at him. I hope they just say, no, use a regular gun. <laughs> You're not allowed to just use knives because you think it's cool. And like, yeah, Sly, but they're mercenaries. So they're mercenaries. But, but I hope that actual people who are in these roles don't allow this kind of thing to happen. Because if like I was a mercenary leader guy and some guy wanted to use knives and the other guy wanted to use a six shooter, like his vintage Colt 45, I, uh, I'd be like, no, just use a use a gun. Just get a modern gun. Don't use like I know the one guy's called. Billy <laughs> get a kid, modern that gun. Mean, that doesn't mean they should be using a. Who's using a gun. like a like a thirty cal sniper yeah, rifle? Exactly. So whatever. Um, well then they, they the the sub villain is gonna cut his chest open, mm -hmm. which was gruesome, looked painful. Um, when I fire, his head would be gone. <laughs> It's pretty menacing, actually. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so much manliness going on here, right? <laughs> Especially when the sub villain meets the sub um, good guy, Statham, <laughs> and the other guy. When, and he's when and he the sub villain meets the, the sub good guy. Lots of subs happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and uh, and he drops it on the ground, you know, and then the guy's like, "Pick it up." Yeah, hand it to me nicely. <laughs> okay, and then Sly's like, "Do it," you know. Okay, so. Also, it looks really cold in Albania here, doesn't it? They're just it like does. You can see their breath. So now, now Jean Claude's going to have just an amazing line reading. Oh yeah! Don't challenge me. <laughs> I, I get. I also don't want to give away too much of what I felt, how I felt about Jean Claude here, JCVD. So, gonna leave it. So, then you know. The sub villain's gonna hold the knife up, which is Barney's knife, mm -hmm. which is they carry gigantic knives, those, by the way. Those knives are too big. Like they're where swords. on earth do you keep them? They're swords. Yeah, they're small swords. They absolutely are. Um <laughs> not even that small. But now Jean-Claude is gonna kick the sword into Billy the Kid's chest. Well and I was just like, oh Jean-Claude, you love yeah. to kick. If Jean Claude is gonna uh, propel something in any way, I think you he's know how he's use going to his do foot. It. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you, it's you know it's classic villain stuff, but mm -hmm. uh, I was uh, I was rooting against him a little bit here. Mm. <laughs> You're rooting against the villain. Yeah, That's against surprising. the villain named villain. Um, and then so now we're gonna have like a little. First of all, why do they let them go? Good question. I don't know. I, I don't want to kill you like sheep, but I will kill him like sheep. Because what? That's <laughs> what. That's that's basically it. So now they're somehow they're still alive magically, mm -hmm. um, which seems like a huge mistake on on Villain's part. That's why he's um, a villain. He's an idiot. <laughs> and then uh, they're gonna bury him, and they're just gonna open the letter and read it aloud to everybody. Yeah. That was kind of strange too. Like, here's the private letter this guy wrote to his wife or whatever the hell. Yeah. It's like, um, dude, that's like a personal letter. I don't think yeah. that's and then Stallone's gonna be like, Why is it that the best of us, the ones that deserve to live, die, and the ones that don't deserve to live keep on living. <laughs> I mean, this is Shakespeare stuff right here. Now I will say, I you know I, I've seen Stallone talk, and he <laughs> actually 
you know, he he's he's got some isms. You know, he's got he mm -hmm. he he's uh he can be sort of profound. But I will mm -hmm. say, a lot of times his characters just aren't. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, I don't know. Although Rocky usually is. Yeah, but I don't know, and I guess it's maybe the delivery of it. I don't know. It's hard. I think maybe it's just a little hard to take him seriously. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because I mean, he's kind of cultivated a particular image, and that image is not eloquent. Now, oh, we're going to cut to the mines. Now, mm. we're going to show the bad guys and how they deal with the people in the mines here. Yeah. And the guy was like, "I'm tired," and then he just shoots him. Anyone else tired? Like, very, very, very Nazi-like, right there. Yeah. It reminded me worse. of in, uh, was it in Schindler's List um, that one poor guy is trying to dig, but he only has one arm, so they just come over and shoot him all callously, same way. That's more disturbing because it's probably real. So mm -hmm. I want to keep it to the Expendables because that doesn't Let's make just me feel stick as with bad. the Expendables too. We'll leave Schindler's <laughs> List out of this. You're always trying to bring Schindler's List into things, and not it doesn't fit everywhere. Yeah. Also, so they're just going to land the, this plane. So the Expendables mm -hmm. are going to fly in. They're just going to land the plane in a field. Yeah, this is where you land planes. I, I think that that would be noticeable. No. Or but yes, then they hide it in a garage with the tail sticking out. Yeah. Or in a it's... barn or something. I don't even know what a tent. I guess they had a tent for it. <laughs> I like I like this. This got like worse and worse. A worse and worse place to hide it. <laughs> First it was a garage, and then it was a, a barn, and then it was a tent. Well, I think it was a tent. <laughs> a tent is not where you want to keep the plane, but whatever. So they're 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 gonna fix up this truck that's out there, which apparently mm -hmm. is abandoned. I guess yeah. everything's just abandoned because they're all working in the mines. Mm -hmm. Um and Dolph <laughs> just throws a chicken. <laughs> I don't know why this is filmed, but I loved it. No particular loved. reason for him to throw a chicken, but you know. <laughs> he throws a chicken. Um so now, you know, Lee and Barney are of course gonna go off and do their own thing. Well, mm -hmm. actually. All the the whole team's there. They're just sitting in the back of the truck. Yeah. And Barney tells the chick that they've brought with Maggie. He's like, "Tell them not to move." <laughs> what? Unknown. So, all right. So then they go into the bar, and uh, and then Statham goes. He's slightly gigantic. Um, <laughs> hey, they should get Paul Hogan in one of these movies. Now that I think of it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that'd be great. Um, and then Stallone's basically just like, shut up. And then he looks at <laughs> him and he's like, Stallone's basically like, shut up. It was just funny. <laughs> well, Stallone. and then Stallone's like, no, oh, he, he's really gigantic. And then <laughs> I said that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I want, like, did they go through a second draft of some of this dialogue? <laughs> Seems like they didn't. Or they just came up with it off the top of their heads. And the top I of their heads is not exactly very... No, it's fine. It's just like, so. Like, why did you include that? Why? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I think that Barney and Lee's, like, repartee is actually kind of fun. Mm -hmm. no, I think it's better than the first movie, actually. Uh, we'll save it for the rank. Just the repartee is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I think it's better. Mm -hmm. um, so, <laughs> Stallone's going to say, let's start with the midget. <laughs> gigantic guy that just knocked down mm -hmm. um and then maggie's gonna come in and be like i'll get him to talk and you think she's gonna like use like some fbi technique or something you know but she's like mm -hmm. no look i have torture instruments yeah so she's just into torture so that's neat 
Yeah, that actually was like a, that was a little off-putting for me. Yeah, me too. I was like, what the hell? I don't really approve of torture, no less freelance torture, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't like it when the government does it. I certainly don't like it when private people do it. <laughs> Just for fun. And so, you know, I guess they get the information they need and and uh, they head to their, to Broadway. Um, and they're just hanging out, you know, and, and Caesar here is cooking himself up something special and everybody's kind of jealous eating their MREs. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Sly doesn't need to eat. He's got no oh, no. He's got no appetite. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, Maggie's going to hit on Sly. She's mm -hmm. like, well, I like Italian. <laughs> and I, then wonder, this... I wonder who wrote that part. And then she hits on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is where Gunner is like, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm also large. And he's like, I want baby seal and whale ass in the summer. <laughs> What? And and you know, Dolph's Dolph's playing of this character is just so like hilarious. So brain damaged. I know. <laughs> I feel bad for this guy. I think that's why it makes sense. Very few other characters in cinema could like betray the entire team in the first movie, and at the end they just go, ah, you knucklehead. Um, right. <laughs> but for this guy, it makes sense because he's so fucking gone. It's like <laughs> you can't blame him for anything he does. Yeah, I, you're 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 hitting the nail on the head there. Mm -hmm. I think um, I think Dolph, I think this character's nail might have gotten hit on the head too many times. <laughs> um, and then and then he just makes it so creepy though. Right after that, when he's mm -hmm. like, "But I'd love some Chinese." Yeah, like, I think. Oh, we should, Dolph. Yeah, we should stop doing this. This referring to people by their nationality slash ethnicity as though they were food. Just that's enough, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the only person that can say that and get away with it is Army Hammer. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh boy, it's the kind of thing I would usually say, but no, you went there this time. Usually, it's me talking about cannibalism, but typically, this time it was you. Well, we'll talk about it later when we talk about eating ass. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> butt play. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I also so now we're gonna have Maggie and uh, Barney off mm -hmm. to themselves here, and she's like, you know, like why don't you talk more or something? And and she's mm -hmm. like, do you feel bad about Billy? Basically, and mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, of course. And she's like, well, you don't talk about him much. I'm like, it's been like a fucking day. <laughs> you don't talk about him much in the last three hours. Yeah, like what? Hours still, you know, they're kind of in the middle of something right now. You want them to like sit down on the couch and. You know, yeah, curl up and be like, Oh, Billy. Um, Billy. so now we're gonna cut to them, they're all awake now, mm -hmm. and of course, I guess one of uh Hail Caesar's affectations is that he likes to cook stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, make you know, he's like Randy Couture Toll Road is gonna be like, mm -hmm. Hey, do you have any more coffee? He's like, It only makes one. He's like, Yeah, I figured. Mm -hmm. Um, but Dolph. Gunner is asleep and snoring like crazy. Sounds like he's got sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> Barney's going to wake him up. And then <laughs> Dolph just sits up and goes, you rang. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I feel like this was sly, not mm -hmm. Barney Ross. He just yeah. chuckles. He kind of laughs afterwards. 
<laughs> that would actually be really fun if Dolph had uh, um, improvised that line. <laughs> I really think that Sly just laughed. I don't think that was like, oh, I'm going to make Barney laugh here. But yeah. I think that was actually Sly going, Dolph's fucking crazy. He really is. I love it. And you know what? He could play Lurch in an Adams Family movie. I just realized that. Yeah, he could. Um, so now we're going to get Terry Crews walking out the door. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, this is like the stuff out of, I don't even know what, like, he, he goes back in and he goes, hey, everybody. Doc! Or so, like, run! And then all, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, this is, it's like out of like a B movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's fun. Like, it's yeah. It's like they try it. I mean, they have to know that a lot of this stuff is just ridiculous. Right. I feel like they're parodying it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think they're doing it on purpose. I don't mm-hmm. know. How you couldn't say that, especially the further on we go, because we're about to have Chuck Norris, and once Chuck Norris is in it, I feel like everything is tongue in cheek. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and when they do the like you said, the Chuck Norris joke, it's like okay, this this movie is a it's not even like winking at us. It's 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 it's, it's looking in the camera. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> get it because because of the jokes that that the people make about him. Um, but yeah, so they're getting they're getting destroyed, and here comes the lone wolf, mm-hmm. uh, Chuck Norris, and I loved the Chuck Norris scene. Not because it's like well acted or anything, yeah. but oh, just well, it's so it goofy. Yeah, it's <laughs> very no, goofy. Chuck Norris is a terrible actor, just yeah. awful. He really is. I was actually a little surprised at how bad he is here. I remember seeing it in the theater and being like, "Wow!" So this is why he wasn't ever really a movie star. Yeah, that's why he was only in some really ridiculous movies. I think his best movie is Sidekicks with Jonathan Brandis. I remember that one actually, and. You know what he who he did a lot of films with, right? Who's that? Cannon, Menachem Golem. Oh, great! <laughs> no wonder. Uh, actually, I, I was reading some stuff, you know, like because I was trying to find notables and everything, which I think I got enough. I don't think we needed more, <laughs> but just but just because we're talking about Chuck here, um, so <laughs> some people got advanced. Uh, Menachem Golem got like an advanced issue of um the rambo 2 script yeah a rambo i don't even remember what the fuck it was but basically they just made a rambo movie without calling it rambo and it was called missing in action yeah and it starred chuck norris and then like rambo the second one was called braddock mission missing in action 2. so rambo first blood part 2. yeah they literally just copied it, which well, is just hilarious to me. Apparently, there's no hard feelings because. Oh well, I mean, it's, it was a nothing movie compared yeah, to what Rambo yeah. first blood. Like, I, you know, Sly's like, "Yeah, I won." Um, <laughs> so, this is where I realized that Randy Couture's name is Toll Road because the, he like Sly says it or something. I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. his name is Toll Road. Yeah, that's. I don't know when I noticed. But I was like, okay, because I mean, Hail Caesar is one thing. Late Christmas is another thing. Toll Road is a whole new, a whole new ball of X. Pain. Oh, James yeah, Pain Monroe. was bad, but actually, Villain is the Villain. Villain's the best one. That's I love one. that it's like, no, no, it's it's about a 19th century French poet. Sure, okay, it's like, okay, it's like, not say. because he's the villain. Yeah. Um. 
I do love that he tells a Chuck Norris joke. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 they kind of squeeze it in in a way that doesn't totally work. I heard you got bit by a cobra. Like, all right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And after five excruciating days of pain, or five days of excruciating pain, the cobra died. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's a good joke. I, yeah. I enjoy the Chuck Norris jokes a lot, actually. But, yeah, it was definitely like, oh, so you want to tell a Chuck Norris joke? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Also, this guy just walks around prepared for war and just happened to be here at the right moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, evidently. Uh, so now they're going to show up in a town, and the ladies apparently are terrible shots. And mm-hmm. I love how they're remarking on what terrible shots they are. And I'm like, you realize that you've had like millions of bullets shot at you in two movies. Yeah. Nobody has gotten hit except Sly. Yeah. He just loves getting shot. And also, it's like, I don't think these guys are soldiers, they're just people. And like you're just being randomly mean to them. Like I guess it doesn't matter, but and and of course there's only women there. And then mm. the joke that is made is even you two rejects could get lucky around here. Talking about yeah. Toll Road and Gunner, yeah. mm. and Dolph goes, "You think?" <laughs> He's like, "Wait, really?" <laughs> he is fun in this. It's also kind of ridiculous. Like when Sly's like, "No, we got our own business with them." Like, come on, stop acting like you're not going to help them. Like, it's yeah. just a ridiculous. This is something that didn't need to happen. Like, the, everybody in the theater is not is not going, oh, they turned it around. They really are going to help them. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> um, and, you know, Statham and Sly are going back and forth, and that rapport is kind of fun. But uh, they they've got a plan, and that plan includes – Jason Statham fighting everybody as a priest, apparently. Yeah, that was odd. Well, he says, I now pronounce you man and knife, which is just the worst line. Just terrible. I mean, at first, I think he was, wasn't he like, he was like reciting fake Latin or something? Yeah, exactly. Which was kind of, which was kind of fun. It was kind of badass. I mean, him in the robes was badass. I mean, the, it was. It's, the it, look of him and the thing he was doing at first was menacing and badass. Yeah. And then he says, I now pronounce you man and knife. And I'm like, yeah. come on. Come I on. And, and we've been very, very accepting of and forgiving of when necessary of yeah. these lines. And this one, like you said, it, it kind of messed up everything that came before. it. It's like, oh, geez. But whatever. So, yeah. And we, we get some crazy scenes here you know a lot mm-hmm. of action a lot of fighting um you know statham is definitely a badass with fight scenes mm-hmm. there's no denying it um but they're gonna get one more <laughs> just mm-hmm. riddle this guy with bullets yeah <laughs> what an overkill that's all right though and then he says and then sly says rest in pieces i was yeah. like oh i don't which, know which i think was a little better than the I now pronounce you man way better than man and knife. I mean, man and knife is the worst line in the movie. You know, I guess that was the beginning of the plan and Mm -hmm. we're going to have more plan upcoming, but first we need to see how, how terrible the villains are. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause they're just going to kill all the workers Mm -hmm. or slaves. I mean, I guess, I don't know. I don't think they're they're enslaved. So yeah. I'm like, I don't really understand that. Like why, why kill them? Cause they're bad. They're villains, you know? Villains. Well, speaking of villains, yeah. Sly Stallone's going to crash the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I'm like, really? You're crashing the plane? Like, how are you going to get out? Yeah. And you just got that plane. Yeah. And this is prescient, too, because they're going to get buried in the cave. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, well, really, how are you going to get out? Not the best idea. But don't worry, Gunner is going to build a bomb. Mm. I feel like it's kind of sad that it didn't work. I thought it was going to work, and then it was a little sad, because it's like, all right, well, this guy really... Because they keep portraying him as though his mind is fried, which it is. But, you know, I thought I thought he was going to get it this time. But no. I know, I was disappointed. I, like, wanted it to work. I was okay with it working and then just not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, great job, Gunner, you found more rock. Mm-hmm. You know, or something like that, but it's yeah. just, it just fizzled. But um, here comes Trench to the rescue, mm-hmm. digging a trench. In a freaking ex- uh, mining excavator kind of thing that he found. Although I suppose it's a mine, so I guess they're, it's not that weird that there would be one around. But can we just talk about the fact that when we, when we see that it's Trench, and he mm-hmm. says, I'm back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You heard what was playing in the background, right? No, I didn't. Really? No, I kind of want to go. Bum. Wait, I kind of want to find it now and So, like the Terminator music, yeah. Yeah, the Terminator music was playing. I didn't catch that. Really? Oh, you should go back and just take a quick listen. Yeah, because that's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I was like, oh shit, Terminator music. That's great. They kind of played the "I'm back" stuff into the ground, but that's okay. I'm not yes, that about I'm it. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be back. You've been back enough. Yeah, I actually kind of like that you've been back enough. But yeah, I, I, like I kind of, I also would have preferred if they had gone with one of those. I know, those, you know, jokes, but that's okay. So, how did Trench know to find them and get them out? Same way, same way Booker knew to where they were and right, you know, exactly them at the exact right moment. It doesn't matter. That's how. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess Church sent him. You know, yeah. like I guess anyway. So now they're going to go to an airport, which I'm assuming is in a country, you know, <laughs> which <laughs> they they go to an airport, which I'm assuming is in a country. Yeah, well, you know, I think most of them are. Well, you know, not like on a military base. Oh, OK, know? OK, I see what you mean. <laughs> and just, it was just in like indeterminate space. Nobody owns it, you know, it was like... right. Well, because I just mean like this is a lot of firepower to just have out here. Mm-hmm. And for it not to be like an international incident. Yeah, this is true. But then again, the Expendables create international incidents everywhere they go. And nobody seems to care. So whatever. Well, they toppled an entire regime last time. Yeah. So I guess it's that. But look, Chuck Norris is going to come back. Yeah. He is. And Arnie movie. Hail Caesar's auto shotgun. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was fun. And then we get the, uh, you know, I'll be back. And mm-hmm. you've been back enough. I'll be back. And then Arnie says... Yippee ki yay. Who is next? Rambo? Yeah. This movie is just a parody at this point. It's just a parody. It's like um it's like hot shots, you know? Yeah, exactly. It is like hot shots. Or top secret. Um I I I mean I'm not like mad about it. I especially like the Yippee Kaye one because I felt like Bruce hadn't gotten references for himself. You know, we had a lot of Rambo, we had a lot of Terminator, and then I, I enjoyed the only they could have kicked somebody off of a tower, you know. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Too bad Alan Rickman's. Well, I don't know if he was alive at the time, but he said he was alive. He would. He yeah. could have done it. 
Yeah. Come on. I don't Alan. think he would have done it in the same way that he did it in Die Hard, though, because I guess no. that was like they dropped him unexpectedly. So that's like oh, yeah. his real face of fear. You haven't heard that? <laughs> no, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. He just he was like, oh shit, you actually dropped me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel a little bad now. Um. So now Bruce is going to show up with a smart, with a smart car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Artie just rips the door off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, this is so ridiculous. And then Bruce, not to be outdone, just kicks his door off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this thing can't have doors now, apparently. Well, apparently this car is so weak that <laughs> it, looked like, it just looked so ridiculous when Arnold pulls the door off. It looked like he was ripping styrofoam. I mean, he probably was. Yeah, probably. Um, and then Bruce goes, shoot something. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so much fun. This movie mm-hmm. is just fun. <laughs> We're going to get, and I mean, is it, I think Chuck Norris does this part. He shoots the guy in the x-ray machine. So you see the bullets go <laughs> into his body. Mm-hmm. This is fantastic. I, I don't know who came up with that one, but they deserve a raise because that was fun. That was so much fun. And it, it just it fits this movie quite well, so I'm happy with it. Well, it, it just keeps going, too, because now Statham is going to chase the sub-villain, right, because mm-hmm. he's the sub-hero. <laughs> and uh, he's going to chase him into a hangar to a helo. I'm like, what is the plan here? Oh, I again, I, you, you keep assuming they have plans. Where were they going to go on this helo? It's completely enclosed. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, it's a good thing that the propeller was gone because, uh, you know, actually, I kind of got freaked out when they had Statham backed up to it and you could hear it hitting his jacket, you know? Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't like, I don't like that. Um. I was fine with them pushing the sub villain into it, though. Yeah, that's great. Um, and uh, Statham said something about it being a classic. He's like, what you got to respect the classics or something when he pushes the guy into the helicopter. Well, what were they talking about? I thought that they were talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark, actually. Oh, really? Maybe they were. Because, you know, he, that's how the, the big guy on the German base. Right, right. That's probably exactly what he was doing. You guys respect the clock. That's cool. I missed that. I mean, I. That's actually. The, I always think of that whenever anybody gets chopped up by a helicopter. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, how do you not think of that? Because <laughs> that happens a lot, I guess. It happens often enough now, but Spielberg <laughs> did it first. Yeah, yeah. Spielberg did it first. He's like, I'm the progenitor of guys getting chopped up by helicopter blades. Thank you. Well, it wasn't a helicopter for him. It was just propellers on a plane. Oh, it was a propellers yeah. on a plane. Fine. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because in the first movie, Barney doesn't fall for the old let's fight stuff. He just kills the fifth president. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Come on. Really? You're not going to give me anything for that one? I thought you'd like <laughs> the fifth president line. No, that's fine. <laughs> let's keep going. We got, we got places to be. But... But he's gonna fight JCVD. I guess he's yeah. Really I was a little surprised at that. Angry because I was like, just shoot him. Yeah, he got goaded into it, and I was like, oh, I think. But I mean, hand-to-hand we do know JCVD mm-hmm. changed the script. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, so now we're gonna get the fight between Sly and JCVD, and it's kind of an awesome fight. Uh yeah, it actually is working for me. I was surprised because I mean, these guys are insanely old, you know. Yeah, and yet. 
I mean, JCVD still got it, and Sly yeah. still looks crazy physical. You know, yeah, with with his muscles and veins popping out and everything. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, the I'm a little surprised he's not dead of heart failure yet, but no. I mean, he's still <laughs> kicking. So and actually, JCVD. Well, no, JCVD still, still kicking. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember once I saw a, a match on WCW. I think it was like a Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair match, and uh-huh. this was like in like you know 2001 or something. And they were um, in their like 40s. They're in their like they're which is just delightful to say because we you and yeah. I are both 40 now. <laughs> exactly. But all they did was was chop each other. And like they're and like it's it's fine that that, that their pecs were kind of jiggly, you know, and not as firm as they once were. But it was just that back and forth and jiggly pecs. And I was like, this is this is a little sad. You would expect that to be the case for action stars in their 60s or whatever, but it kind of worked. So whatever. I never understood the love for Ric Flair's wrestling. Me neither. I uh, I I, I hated it when I was a kid. But um, me too. And I still like even to this day. I'm like, you know, he does that stupid flop thing. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. fucking dumb. Like, yeah, right on his head. And first of all, does that like injured his head over the years? Because I think so. Looks it looks dangerous. It looks dangerous and it looks dumb. It just yeah, looks dumb. I'm not sure what it's supposed to be like indicating that he got beat up. I guess, but I'm just yeah. I don't know. He he just never did it for me, and I know I, and I know wrestlers love him too. So Whatever. maybe I just haven't seen enough of his early work. But anyway, so this is some kick that Slide does on JCVD that just sends him flying backwards. Yeah, it was a power kick after he whips him with the chain a few times. Which I mean, people do that in movies, but that would just you know kill That's you. That's yeah. Well, also he uses it like a whip and wraps mm-hmm. it around his neck somehow. Yeah. And pulls him in. I'm like, that's. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Um, no, which one always bothered me is in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Speaking of Bruce Willis, when he's oh. on the boat, um, one of the German guys is like just beating him with a chain, like <laughs> screw you, John McLean. I'm angry at you for some German reason. And like, I'm like, John McLean's just a guy, you know. <laughs> He's not he's not Robocop and he's like getting this would just John McClane's just a guy. He's just that's his thing. He's just a cop. He's just hey, I'm just a cop. Hey. Whatever. But anyway, so that's not relevant. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that Jean-Claude thought they should have a longer final showdown. It worked, didn't it? Yeah. It was kind of a gruesome kill, but yeah. Um gets which, way more gruesome. Wait, which how did he kill him this did he just stab him? Yeah, but he like gets them all close with the. Chain. I don't know. It just was like the way they showed it. No, it was it was pretty with the sound effects again. Like we yeah, did a lot of movies with some squish. Yeah, there was with a lot some of squish. squishiness. What, who has who's ever in charge of squish in Hollywood? They're killing it recently. <laughs> recently, these aren't recent movies. <laughs> recently, as recently far as we watched. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it just uh, it coincidentally over the years, like just pit, hodgepodge here and there. But for us, recently, yeah. Well, um, then they're like, "Do you have any proof that you got that you won the fight?" And uh, oh yeah, got his head in a bag. I'm like, "What the fuck? How do you even cut it off with just that knife?" I know the knife is big. Well, the knife has decapitated other people already. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Decapitated him in a much less realistic way. (laughs) So he could, if with with the right motivation, he could certainly decapitate someone who's like actually just dead and sitting there. Right, exactly. All right. Um, and then Bruce says, "Okay, it's a little extreme." I mean, <laughs> like, a little extreme, Bruce. Very, I, very extreme. I feel the same way. 
I, I love that Bruce is so much fun in this movie. It's like so much. It's I love having him be fun as opposed to just being like intimidating CIA guy. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But uh, I felt that both him and Arnie's inclusion, you know, added a great deal of, I don't know, I guess levity. That was yeah. that was welcome. And then they give Sophie just a ton of fucking money, by the way. Yeah. If they don't need it, what do they do? They just play darts. So now we they we were just wasted on darts. Yeah, exactly. They go back to tools. Yeah. Um. So now we get the end, and uh, they're singing a weird song. Yeah. What the hell was song? Was that song? Were we supposed to know what that was? Uh, no, I I don't think so. I mean, I have no idea what the hell that was. Um, I think it was supposed to be just like, oh, this is something the Expendables do when you know they lose somebody. I don't yeah. know. All right. <laughs> and then and then the joke about Stallone needing to learn how to fight from Jason Statham. Yep. And that's the end. And that's that's the expendables. What did you think of the end? That end scene there on the plane. On the plane was fine, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was really weird. It was I, I wasn't against it or anything. It was just like, what? The, sing, the singing was came off really weird. Yeah, the singing was really weird and then the joke was like, yeah, okay. It's 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 not the worst joke you guys have made in this movie, but it, that's for sure. I don't know that it added anything. Probably didn't, but they were also like, "Well, we can't just pan out, like fade out. Gotta have some kind of statement to end on." Well, I guess so. All right, well, that's the whole movie. Let's move on to the rank. Oh, rank. So the rank is where we rank the movie based on ten categories: story, acting, originality, action sequences, chase slash fight scenes, film coherence, hero appeal, villain appeal slash hatred, supporting characters appeal, and the final showdown. We're ranking on a scale of one to five, one being the worst, five being the best. And I'll start. First category story. I gave it a 3.25. Okay. I mean, it's okay. You know, <laughs> it's a very generic, it's very generic action fair. I think the story was actually better than the first movie story, though. Because mm. it made oh, a little I, more sense. It was. They were, yeah. Because they were continuing to work toward the hired mission as opposed to needing to save the pretty girl, mm -hmm. you know? But what about you? What do you have for it? Uh, I get a uh, two point seven five. Um, I, I guess it was perfectly serviceable. You know, it's it's not the point. I I was a little bit more into it than I had been for the yeah. first movie. So um, give it points for that at least. It's funny you and I both went point two five higher than the first movie. Oh yeah, so it's <laughs> yeah. just a little bit better. You know, <laughs> it's kind of exactly what we uh, went for. Yeah. Um, all right, well, the next category is acting. So what do you have for that? Tough category. It is a tough category, right? There's so many actors. I went back and forth. Whether, like, I went back and forth between, like, actual actual acting right. or <laughs> what this movie wanted from itself. Right. I settled on a four. I mean, that sounds insane. I decided not it to It does sound insane. <laughs> but I'm okay like, with it. I mean... It it would have worked less if they had acted better. You know what I mean? Right. It would have been like, like if well, they were trying me. harder or trying yeah. to do more dramatic acting. Yeah. So that's just, just what I landed on. I don't know. <laughs> I washed my hands of the affair. <laughs> well, I gave it a three and a half. Okay. So I'm sort of right there with you. I thought the acting was good for what they were going for, like you yeah. were saying. It seemed like everyone was doing what they were supposed to do, you know? Mm -hmm. Um I think everyone was actually slightly better in this one than the last. Yeah, I would agree with that too. 
And I think that if they had kept Mickey Rourke, like if Mickey Rourke could have done the the Billy the Kid role, you know, mm-hmm. if like it was Tool instead of Billy the Kid, yeah. um, I think the score would have actually been higher. Yeah, and it because uh, it would have given was... some gravity to the first half of the film. Yeah, and then we could have had fun in the second half. And I, I would have liked that because um, we know Tool. So it actually would have been right. sad that he died rather than just some random fucking guy that we don't even care about. Yeah. So I like, you know, I think Liam, you know, not, and again, Liam, I'm you're not like a bad actor or anything, but it's just, you didn't do much for me in this. Um, Cause I, he, he listens. He's a, he's a fan of the yeah, show. Yeah. He's an avid listener. I know. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would, I would say the score is lower with him but everybody doing kind of better than the first one um, mm-hmm. goes higher. So that's where I ended up with three and a half. So there you go. All right. The next category is originality. And now I, th- I think you might think this is crazy, mm-hmm. but I gave it four, 4.25. All right. I have well, a, you know, a reason. <laughs> I feel like this deserves a good originality score because the movie stands on its own. First okay. of all, like you could watch this without watching the Expendables. You haven't missed anything, right? No, you really haven't. <laughs> and uh, and because they decided to make this movie a sort of light parody, mm-hmm. you know, I think it actually works better because they were like, look, we're really not taking this seriously, which mm-hmm. I think hindered the first film a bit. So I think the originality portion of it is because I'm not sure that they're that they've really tried that before, you know, like taking these like kind of heavy hitting action stars mm-hmm. and being like, just be goofy, you know? Yeah. And I like that you could have only seen Expendables 2 and not feel like you've missed anything. So that that's where I, maybe it's too high. What do you, what about you? What do you have? I gave it a two because it's it's not original at all. <laughs> and that's fine. It's not a like a problem, but I'm not gonna give it points for something that isn't. But I'm I mean I'm okay with it. I understand what you're saying. But do you what do you think though? I mean, do you think that the idea of taking these stars and and making them be sort of silly is original or is it not original because they've done hot shots and you know? No, yeah, it is, stuff. It, it is original, which is probably how they got it made in the first place. I mean, if I yeah. was a movie executive and Sly walked in and pitched that, I'd be like, "All right, you know, like <laughs> that's true. That's gonna work, I, it, or at least it should work." So I'm okay with it, but um, yeah, but at the same time, just the story, just no, you know? Yeah, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. I'm gonna think about moving mine down. I'll, no, you, I'm, I, I, I I'm gonna mull it over. So yeah, don't don't feel like whatever. But no, no, I don't. I just I I felt like it was too high when I was doing it, and I was just yeah. like, I don't know. I just feel like it was fun. Where can I? Where's the fun score? Yeah, um, we should give this one a fun score, <laughs> right? Like, like the last counter. Yeah, exactly. Which nobody knows. Which nobody um, knows about when I said that. I guess. <laughs> <that's it>, right? <laughs> All right. So the next category is action sequences. Um, what do you what do you have for that? I I, I gave that one a three point two five. Um, oh, they were over the top, supposed to be over the top. Liked them to an extent. I liked the uh, the next category more, so I'll save it for that. Yeah, I gave it a four point two five. Um, I think the action sequences are excellent, like excellently shot and done. Um, my only gripe is that they tended to get bogged down in gunfights. Yeah, absolutely. Like at some point, we get it. They walk into town and kill everyone and are much better shots than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could have cut some of those, these extended gunfight scenes because they, they almost get a little boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I'm saying it, it doesn't sound like a 4.25. 
not particularly, but that's all right. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna lower that. Uh, I'm gonna go three point seven five, and actually I'll do three point seven five for um, the originality also. So still good scores, but yeah, maybe not as high as I originally put it. Okay, so let's go on to chase slash fight scene. So I gave that a four point eight five. Oh wow. I mean, they do excel at some of these choreographed fight scenes, you know. Mm -hmm. Jason Statham was excellent as always, as a as a as you know, doing fight scenes. Jet Lee was a lot of fun in the beginning. I wish mm -hmm. there was more of it. Um, and everyone else was fun too. I mean, you know, Stallone being big and you know throwing people around. Terry <laughs> Crews doing the same thing. Yeah. And actually, Randy Couture was even a lot better in this one. Um, was like much more polished at mm -hmm. the movie fighting than he was in the first one. I think. Yeah, um, so it's not quite perfect for me, but it was a lot of fun. What about you? Yeah, I, I actually am pretty close. I gave it a 4.25 because I thought the fights and chases were uh, particularly well done. Because, like, you 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 kind of, you, you, you absolutely said it with the gunfights being just, like, overwhelming and, like, all right, fine. <laughs> like, you know, you can yeah. only watch so much shooting. But fighting is, like, a little bit of a different story. You can keep that exciting and, and varied a lot better. And I think they did a good job with it. And, uh... Well, the final showdown is its own thing, but um, I, I like right. seeing Jet Li fight a little bit more. I wish he had been in more of the movie too, actually. <laughs> but uh, I looked up the movie that he was probably filming since it came out the next year, and it's—I have no idea what it is. So it's just it didn't need to make that one, Jet. It's fine. Uh, oh well, we'll never know what could have been. Well, let's go on to the next category, which is film coherence. What do you have for that? Uh, three? I don't know. Like, it was coherent enough in that it didn't need to be coherent, but also, like, it did make more sense than the first one, but at the same time, a, a lot of things were at a, I, I left, left me going, huh? But that's okay. So it's funny because I feel like the first one had a more coherent story, mm -hmm. or the, the uh, a less coherent story in the first one, mm -hmm. but the, the plot was more coherent. In this one, I, I don't know. I just like you just have to suck it up, right? And yeah, buy sure. the idea that <laughs> wouldn't kill them, right? Suck it up, Buttercup. Yeah, but it's it's just absurd that they don't mm -hmm. get killed twice in this yeah. movie. And also, um, you know, Chuck Norris showing up out of nowhere. Yeah, right. And okay, Church sent Trench to get Sly and the gang back, but how'd they know where to get where to go to find them, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't take away from the fact that the movie was a lot of fun, but it's a little light on coherence. Yeah. Um, uh, I think so too. <laughs> but so I gave it a two point two five. Okay. Um. So. So okay. it's just interesting because I think the story is a more coherent story mm -hmm. than the first. Yeah, but one. It, it's like the, but they the go, execution is more coherent yeah. the first one than the second one. They they just go some strange places with it, and you're just like, yeah, you're just left scratching your head, like I don't know how that happened, but okay. <laughs> All right, well, let's go to the next category, which is Hero Appeal. And I gave that a 3.75. Okay. And the hero is Barney Ross. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anybody else with it. So he's a fun character and Sly's a badass. But mm -hmm. uh, I find myself looking forward more to everyone else. Okay. Like Chuck Norris and Bruce Willis and Arnie. Chuck Norris is a terrible actor, but it's awful. <laughs> but, but like, you know, him killing everybody, that kind of it just was kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Um. I like Barney better than Lee Christmas, I think, but I did enjoy their rapport. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's really good. And, I, and actually, I think better than the first, but still not quite top tier to me. What about you? Well, I think you're going to be surprised. I gave it a four. Oh, um, all right. 
I uh, kind of consider. I know it's it's probably pretty stupid, but I kind of considered all of them a little bit the hero since they're all like co-starring. Yeah, I thought you might, but it was more the main heroes for me are uh, Statham and Statham Sloan. and Sly. Yeah, um, Statham and Sly. Um, <laughs> Because they're pretty clearly the leads, and they're, right. they're sort of like a team. Like you point out, they kind of go off and do other things, and other people are like, uh, "But uh, where'd you go? Sit in the back of a truck?" Yeah, huh? but uh, <laughs> I, I thought they were quite likable. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. They're both. There's a reason that both of them are in a lot of movies that people like. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, that's a fair point. And they fight, and they're like, it's good. And, and I kind of like, I like that these movies don't go overboard on like the romance and sex or something like that. You know what I mean? They're not ending and they're like, they always have a babe in each arm or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's much more like about the camaraderie between all of them. And I like that a lot. So, whatever. Well, I'm really excited about the next category. And I don't want to rush you, but are you done with Hero? Oh, yeah, I'm done. Because I want to hear what you're going to say about Villain Appeal. Villain Appeal? What do you got? <laughs> buckle in. Oh what? man! Buckle, look, buckle in. <laughs> Which one's the right one? I gave it a four and a half. I thought he was really good. <laughs> I was actually surprisingly good for me for being. I'd never considered John Claude Van Damme particularly good at anything except for kicking. <laughs> but he's like villainous in exactly the right fun way, and he's like actually a little scary. Not like a lot scary. He's but pretty like, menacing. Yeah, he's he's obviously still a good fighter, and I wouldn't want to cross him. He stabs people indiscriminately, and then will kick you while you're down. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I I think he was actually better than Eric Roberts and Steve Austin. Not that they were like so bad or anything, but he was actually scary. So, well, let me tell you, I gave it a four point seven five. Okay, I so the I don't exact same way. I'm like I'm like justifying it to you, and I don't need to. So right, you didn't. I was I thought you were going to be so much lower, yeah, than me. And I was I was like, oh god, I hope I don't have to do this one first because mm -hmm. he's going to be like four point seven five. No, but no, we're right. He was awesome as a bad guy. I'm like, they need to cast him as a villain more. I think it could work actually. <laughs> he's like really good as a villain because like he's kind of a cocky dick in real life. Mm -hmm. Works, you know. Um, I, I'm surprised he hasn't done it more. He he was a lot of fun as the villain named Villain. Yeah, um, I mean, I think he's better than he has been as a as a hero a lot of the time. Right. Like I really didn't like him, but not but in a way that I wasn't supposed to like him. You know, like mm -hmm. like, like it was it was I was like, yes, I don't like this guy, <laughs> but not because it's Jean Claude Van Damme, but because yeah. like he's playing the character well enough for me to not like the character. Like so what funny. the fuck is happening? We're sitting here, you know, praising Jean-Claude Van Damme, which, yeah. I mean, you know, he was good. He also felt like somebody that could beat Barney. So I enjoyed yeah. that too. Like Eric Roberts, I was like, come on, he's not beating Stallone. Yeah. But I was like, well, Jean-Claude could, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> he could survive this and go on to be an Expendables 3. You know what? You know, what's good about him is that he, 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 uh, he combines the menace and like glowering, like authority of Eric Roberts, but also the physicality of Steve Austin, who yeah, really got a line. So exactly, exactly. No, that's that's a perfect way to put it. Well, let's go on to the next category, which is supporting characters appeal, and I gave that a four and a half. Okay. I'm so glad that we didn't get much with Lee's girlfriend. <laughs> Why would she? Honest, give it all? <laughs> I know, honestly, that we got any drags it down a little bit here. Yeah. But uh, I think they realized this is a nothing thing. We're following here, so let's move on. 
<laughs> gotta, we can't just ignore the fact that the, there's there's a girlfriend, but let's not worry about it too much. Part of me wonders if like having bringing in a different director, mm-hmm. you know, than Sly, who you know, because like he writes it and then he directs it. So I feel like when he writes it, he's like, "Well, this all works," you know. And then Simon West is like, "This doesn't work, Sly." Um, <laughs> you need an editor is what you need. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now on to everyone else, right? I don't really care about Maggie that much. She wasn't terrible or anything, but like, eh. um, yeah, was. Billy was decent. You know, again, it was, she was kind of, they were, both of them were kind of on the same level to me, like nothing terrible, but just like, I didn't care. Um, but everyone else, I was just excited to see. Mm-hmm. I like Gunner was hilarious. Toll Road was a lot more fun in this one than last one. Hail Caesar was kind of up and down, but all together really fun Mm -hmm. and then you get church and trench and booker i mean what's not to like here Mm -hmm. you know so anyway what do do you have yeah it gets a three and a half for me because of the same same reasons a little bit lower because i'm kind of the expendables are kind of like a unit to me where i'm not like thinking about them like uh, separately although like you said actually each of them was individually a bit better and more fun here um that felt like they didn't try to insert too much of the 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 other expendables in where they didn't fit like we got to make sure that randy couture gets enough lines like they were fine with him just being in the background which makes sense and then uh yeah uh, arnold and bruce willis were honestly both kind of really good and a lot of fun so can't complain there liam hensworth was nothing and i don't even know the actress's name who plays maggie but she yeah was, me either she was also barely anything which is not whatever it's not like a, a knock on them yeah either. it's just you know this movie wasn't made for them yeah you know what i mean um but anyway let's go on to the last category which is final showdown what do you have for that i gave that a four um i think i will uh, see what you say because i think you might be going higher and you might talk me into going higher because it was pretty good um at the end of these movies i find myself a bit overwhelmed with action actually like i know there's there's no such thing as too why much thing but it's I'm, I'm always like a little ready for it to be done like the action to be done not the movie necessarily but i'm like all right fine we well this a movie lot of, is a lot of action I yeah mean. so i'm just like i'm tired on their behalf but it was still good um i liked the fight between them a lot more than i thought i was going to like i said i was imagining rick flair and hogan when they were old but um it was, it was not like, that that's for yeah, sure. it was quite good so fine well, I gave it a four and a half. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. Again, more than I thought I would. And this is just a really fun battle between JCVD and Stallone. I felt like they were evenly matched. I liked that Jean Claude's was more finesse and Stallone was more like brute strength. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like I it went the perfect amount of time and it had a satisfying ending. Mm-hmm. I could have done without some of the chain whip stuff. Yeah. But that's a small gripe, you know? And I also felt like JCVD did, did a little too much talk, talking, like cockiness talking yeah. in it, which again, small gripe. That's those are two small gripes, but I'm just saying that's what keeps it from being perfect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thought it was excellent. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm happy with my score then. Okay. Well, let's see where it ended up. It, it did, it's officially the best Stallone movie that Ooh, we got no, on here. Not saying a ton, but that's okay. It's not saying a ton, which makes me kind of sad, but I'm really Ooh. glad that we finally have a, a movie of his that's at least hit the 70 barrier. <laughs> um, but actually, it did it did fairly well. It beat The Incredible Hulk. Oh, did it? Yeah. So right. uh, what's interesting about this, because I don't think The Expendables 2 is necessarily a better movie than The Incredible Hulk. 
-hmm. right? Because I, I think we were both pleasantly surprised by the Incredible Hulk. I think this one is just so much fun. Yeah. Is what, what gives it a higher score. So it is directly between the nice guys and the Incredible Hulk. It's, it's at 17th place. I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, it's like right in the middle. Yeah. Um, I will say that if this doesn't work for you, it's not going to work for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. At no point, if you weren't on board with this at the beginning... <laughs> you're not going to be by the end. <laughs> yeah, by the end of it, you're just going to be even less on board. But if you are, it's kind of a fun time. Why not? Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was more fun than I remembered it being, and I remember really enjoying it in the theater. So, um, well, that's it. That's the whole movie. That's the rank. Um, thanks everybody for listening. And if you'd like to see an updated list of our rankings, you can see that on our website at therankwithjohnandzach.com. Become a patron on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash the rank podcast and listen to these episodes before anybody else. Or heck, you could even have a moment on the podcast with us if you'd like or get a shout out. Um, either way, you know, engage with us on Twitter or X or threads or Instagram or all, all the stuff. We're, we're on all the stuff. Check us out next week when we're ranking the next movie in our Best Picture series, Great Expectations, the 1947 Best Picture nominee starring John Mills and Valerie Dobson and directed by David Lean. And for the next episode of our action movie series, join us in two weeks for Kingsman, The Secret Service, the 2014 movie starring Taron Egerton, Colin Firth, and Samuel L. Jackson and directed by Matthew Vaughn. I'm looking forward to it. Goodbye. And Davish Danya. <laughs>